Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to The Pilot, take 122, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He, wearing an extra big coat today, is Jed Shepard. That's Rob Jelly wearing dungarees. Dressed like Mario. Yeah, that's true. Dressed like Mario. Today, right, I it's have got me. my... <laughs> it's a me, Mario. Uh, I am wearing, yeah, my dungarees, but red t-shirt. Now, yesterday... Loving it. Uh, I was wearing the same dungarees. You're dressed like Emma. Emma Louise Webb, who's... Yes, the guest of the show. This is how she dresses. <laughs> You're dressed like her. <laughs> well, I was only watching a little bit of, um, well, some of the sneak peek uh, clips of uh, Multiplex recently. With yeah, yourself, my film. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the whole thing, so I'm like everyone else. I'm still having to wait for it. Um, and yeah, and and recently, Emma's sort of Emma and I were still bantering on Instagram or something, and and, and maybe you're subliminally just sort of thinking, yeah, I should dress more like Emma. <laughs> I um, think so. But yeah, but yesterday it dawned on me because I was wearing a yellow t-shirt with the d- dungarees. Yeah, and, and you know, in, immediately you're thinking Minion from Despicable <laughs> Me, aren't you? And it really it dawned on me that you know what, depending on the colour of t-shirt that you wear with dungarees instantly makes you a, a, a character a caricature okay. if it's a green t-shirt who am I? green t-shirt with dungarees you are Charlie Dimmock <laughs> yes yes that's the one no that's <laughs> surely that's a like a beige t-shirt or some sort or long there's a long sleeve top if I'm oh, green oh you're Luigi thank you yeah, you're I'm, Luigi I apologise that took too long for you to get yeah. ready <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly green t-shirt Luigi red one Mario yeah. yellow Minion you didn't often see Guys out and about wearing dungarees. Are you trying to say something? No, I'm just, I, I like. I live in. We, we, I live in London. Yep. I see people all the time. Um, so people. One, really? one, one of my uh, traits. I see people, and there are not too many people besides those who work in the creative field. I would say so. Maybe that's in your in your wheelhouse. Yep. Um, but you were also wearing a flat cap with it. I was. Which which well, suited, which is perfect. Well, there, there is a, there is some semi reason for the the dungarees today. Okay. Um, the reason I popped them back on today is because <laughs> I'm helping you yeah. to remove the contents of Post Pop HQ. Yeah, it's quite to, a big day, isn't it? Yeah, moving to a different place. Been here for five years. Five years. Uh, moving to another place to build a maybe more professional podcast studio. That's that's the aim, even though we are very professional, of course. Yeah. Um, but one where where they have uh, proper soundproofing and things like that. So the quality of like podcasting will, will go up, hopefully. Um, even though we'll we be, are... We'll be at least 3% better from <laughs> yeah. next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also gives me the opportunity to basically make podcasts to other people in a way that's uh, a bit more professional, I guess. Um, because so, of yeah. post-pop... This surrounded by tapes and and skeletons and yep. stuff, and I want to keep that same manic energy there. Don't don't, oh, don't get me I wrong. I don't doubt you won't. I don't <laughs> don't there won't be like a, just stuff all over the place and yeah. odd chairs and things like that. But so this is the final thing being recorded at Post Pop HQ. It is, yeah. Edition one, one point yeah. Probably going to be out here in a few days, maybe. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. So, listen, thank you very much for joining us on this podcast journey. Whether you've been with us since Take One, uh, when we reviewed Lost and Friends, whether you were with us in Take 38 with Westworld and Deadwood. Uh, Good memory. I remember them all. Right, go Do on, te- test me. Okay, what's 69? <laughs> you had to go for that. Yeah. Krypton and Smallville. Oh, yeah. Smallville. Wow. How many points did Smallville get? 
Unlucky for some, 13. 13. Okay, but we still liked it. We still liked it. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Go on, go on, one more. Test me. We've had 121 episodes so far. Okay, what was number 50? Number 50. Oh, that's a big one. The Crown, Emma, oh, was on. on. Right, yeah. And Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Great show. Equal score. Listen to that one. That was Six, a good show. 16 points each. Yeah. Both of which now currently sit outside our top 50. Yeah. Uh, and you can look at the entire list, all mm-hmm. 230 plus shows we've done. Yeah. Uh, if you go back to take 120, yeah. we've put the league table underneath the show description there. The entire thing, yeah. score by score. Talking of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, if you go to CEX, any of the CEX stores... They sex, can... as they like to call themselves on the radio. Do efforts. they? Yes. Wow, I thought that... Uh, wow, okay. They are the sex shop. Okay, excellent. I'm just, um, no, I'm, I'm serious. That's what they, if you listen to the radio adverts, they call themselves sex. I thought they would just call themselves CEX. So would I. That's weird. I remember when they started off... You're going to get people spelling that in the shop name wrong, aren't you, yeah. when you're Googling it? But I remember well, when I was like a kid, my mates used to steal games from HMV and sell them in CEX five minutes later. Um, I do not condone any of this action. Yeah. And they, they didn't ask any questions. It's a great thing about CEX. Um, <laughs> Go on, test me one more, one more, one more. Oh, no, but I'll say, with Darth, Garth Moringay's, uh, you can buy that on DVD in CEX for one pound. Bargain. Um, yeah, go into any of them. They're prob- probably worth them. owning on DVD as oh, well. Go on, tell me one more. Go on. Okay, what is 26? 26 was a strong one as well. That was our Comic Con special. Ah. We did live on stage at Comic Con Marvel versus DC. Tell you what, that was an enjoyable time. It very much was. Um, and we should, in 2020, look at doing some more live stuff. With- we, we, at Comic Con, they've, um, I am going to be doing helping them on the ground floor for a lot Ooh. of the things. So we can do a bunch of stuff if we want. All right. Oh, go on. I'll tell you what, I'll test you. Do you okay. know what shows we did on take 122? Is that this show? It is that show. <laughs> this brings us nicely on to our first one this week. So I should work in radio or something. Um, so yeah, two more shows for you this week that we've reviewed. Been a way to watch the pilot episodes of, uh, and even if we've watched on, we're not allowed to talk about episode two, three, four, or anything later. Yep. And it's all about number one. Um, and I'm going to go first. It is the Apple TV Plus special, uh, mm-hmm. because we're finally venturing into that world now, yep. uh, with another streaming service available to our thumbs. Um, so I would like to start this week with the Jason Momoa show, C. Excellent. I think there's a seagull sound effect in that theme tune. This uh, is about seagulls as well, isn't it? That's why it's called Sea. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, like, the second series is called Gulls. Gulls. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's C as in S-E-E, as in sight. Ah, um, now it makes sense. Thank you. And the sense, sense being, of course, sight. See, oh, it's, very oh, good. You, you see what we did there? You very see good. what we did there? You wait till the last show at Postbox right, to no actually more, say a clever comment. <laughs> no, no, no more puns. No more puns. So this theme song's... It's actually really interesting because it feels like you are a blind person wandering around listening to sounds, and and these sounds give you clues as to what's going to happen in the, in the, in the episode. Almost. Quick question: Did yeah. you listen slash watch this uh, on speakers or headphones? Uh, it was on the speakers of my, of my right. MacBook. Likewise, I, well, I watched it on the telly. I cast it to the TV, yeah. and I feel sure. like I might have missed some of the production value in this in the theme song. Yeah, oh, it's good. So I would recommend maybe having a. Listen to the uh, because because there's, there's, there's something very very 
strongly linked to the senses of this show. Yeah. Um, the we'll sound about, design, would, obviously, for this show specifically, is all about that, yeah. It has to be absolutely perfect. Um, so we'll give you the synopsis of the show in a second, but the opening credits are all very dark, all very sort of sparse. Um, the sort of names of the actors appear on the screen, and they're sort of... For want of a better description, stringy. They're sort of like it's like you, you sort you can sort of see what it is, but you can't. Um, Which is again ties into the premise of the show. Yeah, and until you watch the episode, I don't think it massively comes across. So, in a, in a way, we're kind of giving you a little bit of a heads up yeah. um, to the the quality of the title sequence, which happens, and it's quite a long title sequence. It was really long, but I I guess what the, it's it's pace. Yeah, kind of really replicates the pace of life when the whole world is blind, which yeah. is essentially the, the, the underlying premise of the whole thing. The whole Earth has been almost completely decimated and wiped out, the whole population of Earth. And I have two guesses how they explain that to us. They do a carnival row, white writing <laughs> on a black background. Like, Mate, have, have you not learned anything from, from a t- two or three episodes ago? <laughs> you, you, don't you explain your entire backstory with text... On a screen. You, Show us. You, yeah, but you'd prefer it to be shown and yeah. maybe spoken, don't yeah. you? You'd prefer it to be maybe narrated as opposed to, well, I have to read anything. Yeah. We're, watching, we're not reading the book. We're, it's, this is a visual medium. I, and I know this TV show is about not having sight. But again, give us well, something. any other show, I would have disagreed with you on this and okay. said, you know, there's an element of making the viewer sort of watch and really pay attention to the detail. Um, but the... The very fact that this show is called C mm-hmm. and is about the fact that no one has any vision in it, the the, the very fact they've made you read something which yeah. they can't do in the show because they're all blind, yeah. <laughs> um, sort of sort of defeats the object of yeah. it. Um, so I kind of understand your point, and I kind of and I do stand on the same side of the argument. And I think it's it's they, just lazy. How hard is it to show? I, I don't even think just be like something happened. You just see a big explosion or see a flip something. I see, I, see, I don't even think that you need to have shown anything. I think you black screen, out, yeah. black screen, just voiceover. Mm-hmm. And even if it was Jason Momoa, he's the lead character in this, and there are other characters who play very major roles in the show uh, throughout, and I've watched a couple of episodes on now, but focus on one. Um, I think just having someone voice it yeah. would have been much more effective in... Me paying attention to the show and the yeah. detail. Because they, they they kind of waited a little bit to reveal Jason Momoa. Like, he does this whole yep. thing where he turns around and he's Jason Momoa. He's the leader of this group of people, and they're all blind. Which isn't massively obvious at first, though. But I wish it started with, Hi, I'm Aquaman. This, <laughs> the land has sorry, been I'll, devastated. I'll, do, do it again, I laughed, sorry. Hi, I'm Aquaman. The land has been devastated by a, something that got rid of our sight. Now we must use our other senses to, to live. Welcome to see. Something like that. It would have been brilliant. Just something... I mean, I'm glad they didn't pitch that. That's probably no. why they went for the words on screen, isn't no, it? But <laughs> you know, like, like, for example, a really good example of showing, telling, without text, is the A-Team theme song. You, at no point, do they ever show you their life before they no. were on the run. You get a, twen- you get a 10 to 20 second intro of a summary of a life and you figure out in your mind okay yeah i'm on a run like they're the good guys really though that's all you need it should just be the world was devastated it took our sight i see uh, yeah i mean Something actually like or, or, or even that um you could have had sort of like news reports yeah. um 
uh, as as the world was be- falling apart, you could have had quite a lot of sort of explosions, maybe people screaming, yeah, you know, and, and then maybe it's like, like an all audible and then it as well. To black. No, all audible. Yeah. No, no visuals at all. Black screen. The whole thing is just sound mm-hmm. because it's the only sense. Well, they've got touch and, and smell, I guess, but yeah. you, you don't have that with the television, of course. That's the only sense that you can really portray it against. And, and actually, the more we talk about this, the more I think, actually, they've really messed that up. They have. It's interesting because, like, I, myself and my writing, directing partner, uh, Rob Savage, we are, because we did Dawn of the Deaf, which was about a sound uh-huh. that kills everyone, which is kind of like in this realm of losing senses and stuff. But we are looking at and currently kind of working on a thing about someone who's lost their sight and what they can do in order to use the other senses to like fight supernatural things. Yeah. Um, so I've been thinking about Feel that kind of thing. Feel their way through the world. Yeah, I've been thinking about that kind of thing a lot. And okay, let's get on to the story. Yeah, then. yeah. Let's get on to the actual story of the, the opening episode. Yeah. Um, so, what's happened, Rob? So, we what we know once the episode's underway is that two million people are left on the planet, mm-hmm. whole planet, just two million people after a virus which left everyone that survived blind. So seven mil- seven billion down to Gone. two million. Yeah, it's a lot of space left then. Lots of space, lots of open. No cityscapes in this at all. It's all very much out in the wild. So, and how, how after? Well, I don't know. I, I right. can't remember. I don't. Make a note of it. I think I saw it was but like two hundred genera- years. Or generations. Something. We're yeah. talking, yeah, probably a couple of hundred years. Yeah, post modern day, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that from the record player. They were, they were like it's a couple of hundred years old or something like that. Mm. They mentioned, yeah. Um, the witch finders are coming to pillage uh, this little community where Jason Momoa and his yeah. and his people are. They seem to be on the sort of mountainside. Uh, they seem to yeah. have got themselves up nice and high, set themselves up a camp. And I say a camp, it's it's you're very much a, rust, a very sort of medieval style yeah. village, you know, wooden framed huts and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then seem to be just kind of getting on with life. And the reason they get on with life is because they know no, they don't know people used to be able to see. It's only in legends and rumours that yeah. there was a time when people could actually see. Yeah, all these people have been born into this world where sight is no longer a thing. Yeah. Uh, they only know what they've been told and what stories have been passed down, I guess. Yeah. Um, and there is a pregnant woman uh, who is, well, I mean, about to give birth. She, mm. she does give birth in the first episode. Um, what I don't... Um, what do we know about the children and Jason Momoa's character, Bubba Voss? Um, well, the children are blind I, as well, I, I think. Yes. Well, was... well, so, no, but... but because I don't want to say anything else oh, because it's in episode two or three. Oh, okay. So we uh, we establish that they're not actually Boba Voss's children because she arrives in the village mm-hmm. already pregnant. That's right, yeah. But, but people uh, are after her for some reason. Her and Boba Voss, Jason Momoa's character, um, become a couple. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, accepts that, that she's fine, she's pregnant. I, they, they, I will raise them as my own. See, this, this, this is the thing that also made me a little bit confused. Like... How? Because obviously, relationships and stuff at the moment are based on sight mostly. Mm-hmm. Like, how does he know that he's attracted to her? Is it just based on personality? Great, if it, great, great That's if it a is. Brilliant, brilliant question. But I, t- but I tell you what, like, oh yeah, she's a, a pretty lady, but on on her side, she must she she must be. Like, I've hit the jackpot here. Then, like, if you've got Jason Momoa, yeah. And why hasn't the other ladies in the camp, before she got there, just thought, oh, hang on, the leader of our group, like... He's kind of single. 
yeah, it's single. I wonder if it, if he's a he's like hot stuff. <laughs> like how how do they figure out how do they figure out? I don't know. There's that's a really, I don't know. I'd not even consider yeah. that point. And um, how do they? How do they especially in such, a, in such a visually uh, uh, judgmental world we live in now, yeah. watching this. And also, this is the most expensive TV show ever, or something. I heard. Is it? Yeah. And yeah, and I was, that's what I thought. And I was like, oh, but like, no one can see anything. So what's the point of <laughs> visuals? And it just looks like they're in a, in a forest. Like, yeah. why, why is this so expensive? Maybe Jason Momoa was expensive, but possibly, possibly. Anyway, what we what we know at the start of the episode, or was the beginning of the episode, is that the this lady's pregnant. Um, uh, Margaret is her name, mm-hmm. and um, I've met Jason Momoa, by the way. Oh, just shut up, you name dropping. <laughs> um, I know you went to the Aquaman World Premiere. Blah blah yeah. blah. Show off, show off, show off. <laughs> Clang. Next um, there is she's pregnant, and there is a sort of I don't want to call her a witch because she's not, but there seems to be sort of some sort of Nurse. elder, an elder that sort of looks after them spiritually as well as sort of you know yeah. a social side of things. Um, her name's Paris Alfred Woodward uh, Woodard, sorry, who is in. Oh, I think she's in. She's in a couple of big shows we've done before. She, I think she's in Sons of Anarchy, oh, or okay. she was in Shield, or something along that. She's in something else I've seen recently, and not you know a show I've completed. Right. Okay. Um. So she's very very good. She's got a she's got good um, TV credentials. Um. So she's kind of nursing her whilst Bubba Voss is kind of protecting because he's heard that this Witchfinder yeah. group are coming. Um, they're not entirely sure why. Yeah. I think he has an idea that it's about him, but maybe about the woman who's turned up unexpectedly. But this is the thing, like, so you know this outside group's going to get you, but also you know they're blind. Yeah. Just put spikes on the ground. Put holes on the ground, spikes. Well, they do. They build a wall, don't they, on the on the cliff face, Yeah. Uh, which they, they go down to protect. And as you can imagine, when you're doing everything by feel, smell, mm. sound, yeah. you move a lot slower because you're trying to sort of detect everything. You're using your ears to try and detect what you can hear, yeah. if you can smell anything else. Um, so they all go down ready to fight this oncoming... Well, it was pretty good, actually. Uh, it was really impressive. I think there's no no obvious moments as far as I could see, and I didn't want to try and sit there and watch it back in the back and again and again and again, yeah. watch it once, where anyone looked like they could see their target... It was all very much sort of like if you had a fight, a fist fight in the street with a you know a dozen people, yeah. and everyone had their their eyes closed, mm-hmm. it would just be people flailing their arms around and it and waving legs about. What I would do, I would just like build a bunch of dummies for them to like yeah. fight, right, and okay. then just be, yeah, creep good. up behind them and stab them in the neck. Yeah, how do you know you're behind them, mate? You're blind. Because I've set bells everywhere. <laughs> bells are, in in this feature, I am king. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best, are you all right? <laughs> um, I put bells everywhere, bells, cutlery. You, you know the sound of like when you when you over one hundred and twenty st- shows with you, and I still don't get surprised <laughs> by the nonsense you come out with. You know the sound of like cutlery like hitting the floor. Yeah. Like when you're trying to find in the dark, you're trying to find a spoon and, and, and yeah. ask the fork. What else is next? What's a knife? Oh, it's a little spoon. What a big spoon? That sound, annoying sound. Put that on the ground. Okay, fine. Put, yeah. put the cutlery on the floor then. With in the forest. War, every war. You've in the forest. Anyway, so there's um, it's an on, ongoing fight scene. It's probably a good four or five minutes worth of fight scene. It's, it's actually impressive. It, it, is, uh, it, yeah. is, it is really good. And so it's, it's quite scrappy, but then it's an obvious scrap because no one can see what they're doing. It's yeah. all very much 
hands and feet as well. Everyone sort of kind of crawl, bear crawls about yeah. quite a lot because it's... I'll tell you what it's like. A little bit more sort of safe, I guess, than, you know, accidentally yeah. falling over something. It's like playing Battleship, which you know all about. I do. Just like, yeah, did, did I shoot you? Did I get you? No, it missed. C6. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'll try that. F4. <laughs> That's exactly what it was like. It is very much, actually. That's a very good point. And then it gets to a point where the, the tribe, uh, the Bubba Voss is in sort of head of... It calls it a day. It's like, nope, let's back off. Let's back off. We've lost a few people now. And then, anyway, the the, the witch finders kind of find their way up the wall. Yeah. And he decides that the wall needs to come down. Mm-hmm. The wall is being held together. Um, it's been built to be an obstacle, but also as a landslide. So he yeah. cuts the, the main rope that supports the whole thing. The whole thing collapses, wipes out all of these soldiers and rolls all the way to the bottom of the hill. But now they've got no protection. Yeah. And at that point, they stop, collect their thoughts, and someone realises <laughs> that... Actually, that was only a small wave of witch finders that came forward to try and Why suss it all out. Witch finders, and what- I'm guessing because there's some sort of belief in witches yeah. and supernatural powers that now exist. Yeah, maybe maybe part of the 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 myth, the legend that is sight. Yeah, um, also comes with the fact that there are a few, select few, mm-hmm. that actually do have this sight that yeah. people speak of um, perhaps they refer to that as being you know witchcraft yeah uh, I, I don't know we don't find that out in episode one and in fairness even a few episodes in i don't think you really get any explanation yet so you find out um i mean this is a little bit of spoilers, but do you find out at any time what happened like why that what was this virus was it man no I, well, I haven't seen anything yet and and i've i think i'm the fourth episode and i haven't heard okay. any more about it it's more about going forward from here um oh. There's no real reference back for a few episodes, at least. I'm going to predict what's going to happen. I know you've watched one, but I'm going to predict that they are in an isolated community and the whole world does exist. People can see. It's like there are like almost 7 billion, but they're in a forest somewhere in like Brazil or something. They're isolated for some reason. No idea. That's that's what I think. I think it's all kind of a trick, like an experiment to see how people would cope or something, but... Yeah, no, I reckon I don't everyone's know. alive. That seems way too far-fetched. Well, the reason why I think that is because why are they in a forest? Like, th- there's no way the world can be covered by trees that quickly. Maybe, may, may, well... I don't know, Mother Nature has a quick, quick, quite a good way of uh, wiring stuff out, doesn't it, from time to time? But why isn't there more technology and stuff around? Why? Why? Because is... it's all stopped working, mate. There's seven billion people have just been wiped off the face of the planet. There's yeah. two million left. But there'd be cars everywhere, That's like... There? Well, not in the forest, there, wouldn't you, dipstick? Well, why aren't they living in a building? Well, because you don't know that, do you? Well, why are they not living why, in buildings? Why are they living on the side of a mountain? They can, they well, they can could be some... live in the White House if they wanted to. <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't have the answers. It, I thought this was your show. Yeah, it is my show, but right, I've only okay. watched the pilot episode for the purposes of this. <laughs> Grilling me about the rest of it. I didn't write a flipping thing. <laughs> I want to call my mate Jason Momoa. There's a couple of things that I want to sort of speed through a little bit. There's right. sort of later in the episode. Um... There's a mystery bridge which the uh, which Paris uh, knows about. This this lady who sort of spiritually kind of guides them all. Yeah. Um, Potential witch. And um, and then anyway, so the the witch finders kind of they chase them up the mountain, get there and find that they they've disappeared. Mm-hmm. There's only one way off the tire, mountain. I thought you said bridge. No, nope. turns out there's a bridge as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fire escape. I know that. That old trick. Um, and so they had to get a message back to the queen. There's apparently a queen, also blind. She lives in a big old abandoned warehouse. That, that was a very weird scene, by the way. Uh, yeah, so um, I, 
If I mean this is we try to keep this, this podcast as clean as possible, but I have to mention a particular word that might get small ears um, questioning. So if you have got any, maybe pause the podcast now, pop some headphones in if you need to. Um, <laughs> the Queen uh, is praying, uh, but in order for her to pray, yeah, apparently. She has a number of things. She has to put some music on first. She has to have music on. She has a yeah. record player for that, yeah. which is where possibly the 200-year reference comes from. Yeah. And she has to um, masturbate um, or receive fellatio. Um, there we go. That's, that was the delicate way of putting it. <laughs> Back to normal standards. Um, right. So that's weird and odd. It was, and, it was strange. And yeah. potentially maybe some sort of insight into some of the explanation the myth the legend that's been passed on like how yeah. to communicate with the other the, the spirit world or something like that or how to communicate with you know using your other senses yeah excuse the phrase but you know what i mean it, yeah. I don't, so I feel I don't like know. she feels like that's the only way to communicate with a higher power is to be in that state of mind um and i just think it was weird but also the good thing about it is it made you immediately know what this character is about. She she seems like a bad guy to me. I don't know anything about yeah. her. She seems like a bad guy. Um, she has the belief that she, if she does certain things, she can connect with a higher power, and that's given her the information to like go and search out these people and find these potential witches. Yeah. But she just seems like a dictator, like an evil dictator. Yeah, definitely. That's how she comes across, mate. It's, Living in a lap of luxury compared to Jason Momoa and... and yeah, again. yeah, exactly. Um, all these sort of minions around her doing her, you know, bidding as, as she sees fit. Yeah. Um, anyway, they escape down this, uh, well, off this other bridge, this mystery bridge out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, they cut it down so they can't be followed. And they basically just keep on going. They keep walking and walking and walking and find sort of refuge in a sort of open plain mm-hmm. uh, down on sort of a, like a floodplain by the side of a river. But this is the thing that also took me out of, the, of it a bit, where as an audience, we can obviously see things. Yeah. So w- I'm not used to a show where the audience knows things a long time before that for them. So we saw the bridge. A minute later, Jason and I was feeling around. Yeah. This seems like a bridge. And then you've got them feeling their way down the bridge and stuff. And then uh, it's just like, okay, right. In a normal TV show, they would have been across that bridge in 10 seconds. It's just, it dragged a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but it's going to have to drag because you can't just, you know, if they can't see anything, yeah. there's going to be an element of having to feel their way around the world. Maybe they should have been a podcast it, then. There's going to be a patience thing about this show. Yeah. I think there's going to have to be a lot of patience. It's not going to be super fast paced. Um, I don't. I don't. I, well, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to go on to other episodes. You know, we tried to keep it completely exclusive to the first one, but yeah. there are jumps in time. Good. In the next few episodes, yeah. okay. So don't think that this is all going to be in real time and thus also in super slow motion because they're having to feel their way around the world. It does jump forward. Okay. In the next few episodes, but we can't re- use that information to score the pilot. Um, I just want, if anyone wants to sort of, it's, it wants to watch this and is feeling like actually this is going to be really slow and lame, it does speed up because they jump. Okay. Yeah. So give the first one a go. And if you enjoy the first episode, I think you'll go on and watch more, as I have done as well. Um, it was obviously launched on the first day of Apple TV Plus, which was the 1st of November. Uh, there are nine episodes in the first series. I don't know if it's been renewed yet. No, sh- not sure. It is 55 minutes. Have a guess how much each episode costs. Oh my god! Um, it's not the most expensive, by the way. The most so is this? Is this all one in, of them? So this is all inclusive. So um, you can either give me the, for this first season how much it costs at all per episode. Oh, hundred million dollars for the first season. Yeah, you're, you're pretty bang on there. Ninety million for the for the six episodes. Only six episodes. So about fifteen. Oh, it's nine. Uh, I had it as nine. 
I'll be, I'll be corrected. Oh, no, sorry. No, you are, you are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's still a crazy amount. But like the Lord of the Rings That's TV 10 show. million an episode. Yeah. Lord of the Rings TV show will be the most expensive. That'll be like overall about a billion. Um, it's too much on TV show. Yeah. But the, the Marvel TV shows, which my friend Kate's working on, um, are 25 million an episode. That's a big, big budget. That's a film. That's ridiculous budget. Yeah. But you're thinking, who's, who's going to be in it? You've got... Like she's Don't doing, care. She's doing the Loki It's too much show. money. It's we'll, too we'll, much we'll money. We'll get her on as well. We'll get her on well, when, when Loki's out. When, when we're allowed to talk about that show, then yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get her on for sure. Um, Jason Momoa, um, Hera Hilmar plays Margaret, the, the sort of wife partner of, of Bubba Voss. Um, and there's a few yeah, others as well. Where have they got those names as well? Again, for 200 years on from the current day, they've got some very strange tribal names, which makes me think it's hmm. not set in an in a normal... Yeah. You know, Western English speaking world. It makes me think it's like an experiment or something. No, I don't know. He should be called Greg. Greg. And so that was C. The first episode is called God Flame. <laughs> um, so no points for being called Pilot. Uh, no points uh. for singing the word C in the theme tune either. Um, but that's all right. There's We're points go- all over the place. But no, gender overall. Did you enjoy it? No. It's hard. I didn't. I wouldn't. I can't say I enjoyed it. I. It was fine. It was good. I was interested in, in bits and bobs. And I always like post-apocalyptic things. I, I think Jason Momoa is a real, like, he steals every scene he's in. He's like, when he's on screen, he's just like, yeah, that's a star right there. Yeah. Um, but I just felt like it was a but, bit of a there's waste. A, there's a but, okay. It just fine. felt like a bit of a waste. Well, well how well, about you? I, I wasn't massively convinced, but I was convinced enough to watch on. And yeah. I'm sort of pleased I have. It's... Okay. <sighs> We can't score that. We can't score it with this in mind. But I think watching on a couple of episodes, you start to think, okay, I they needed a bit of a setup. It's it's maybe too much of a setup episode, but it is. Yeah. I think there's a lot of it that may become more apparent as the episodes go on. Mm-hmm. You might go, okay, now I know why they put that in episode one. I needed to have seen that to understand that that's that's how this sort of thing works or that's how that happened or yeah i don't know i th- i feel like there was probably quite a lot of you know notes been planted lots of seeds been planted in episode 1 to make the rest of the show make sense sometimes that's a good Pun thing not intended. some yeah sometimes that's a good thing sometimes it's yeah uh, yeah it, it you've got to get the people in do you want to watch episode 2 that's the number yeah. one commandment of a pilot episode do you want to watch episode 2 for or me no f- no honestly no I'm interested. I'm kind of interested. If I was on a plane, I didn't a long need journey, I'd, to. I'd I didn't need to, but I wanted to to see if it was worth it. Yeah. If they started with with the actual event, maybe yeah. I'd be like, oh, okay, this is interesting. What happens next? But it was just. But like, that, but because you don't know, you've got to keep watching to see because you know you'll find out eventually. At least hint. At least like give me something. Like, give me yeah. a flash of light. Give me. Give me some cars crashing. A little glimpse. Yeah, a little glimpse. Crashing. All right, well, we'll, we'll go for the, for the, all the commandments in a little bit with yeah. the uh, other show we're going to do, and then we'll score it together. Uh, the second show this week, also another Apple TV Plus exclusive. Ooh, yeah. Your As choice. My choice this week is the little bit less flashy show, but still absolutely bonkers. It's the Apple Plus Dickinson. <laughs> I mean, the theme song gives you everything you need to know. It is <laughs> crazy, it? mental, unstable, um, out of time, anachronistic is the actual right word to use. It uh, is, visually speaking, bonkers as mighty boosh. 
It is a bit like that. It's basically... That's what I thought of. Immediately saw it and I was like, this is Mighty Boosh. The TV show. Yes. Yeah. This is Mighty Boosh in the 1800s. Yeah. So my... I mean, obviously, um, they've done similar stories um, like this, like set in the, in the past, where you have the Bronte sisters or something, um, mm-hmm. or something like that, Sense and Sensibility, those type of things, costume dramas, which are very set in their ways. They try and update it a little bit by like having more kind of like colloquial conversations rather than the kind of standard costume drive conversation. But here they've gone one further. They've not only updated this in terms of um, how the sensibilities, 21st century sensibilities, and applied it to the 19th century, wherever it's set, but you've also got contemporary music thrown in. You've got contemporary ideas in, in terms of let, let me explain what the story is about, because this is, this is a hard one. So Emily Dickinson... I can't wait to hear your example, because I've got two words that sum this whole show up. Okay, absolutely. Bats, Meg. Um, <laughs> no. So Emily Dickinson, um, as you may know her as a writer, poet, person um, from antiquity. And she lives... And she's about 16, 17 in this, I'm thinking. Yep. She lives with her family, her, her dad, her mum, and her sister. And she is only starting her journey to become the prolific, very, very, very well-respected writer that she becomes. So we see her at its early stage, and already she's a rebel. She isn't sticking to the rules. She isn't. Her family wanted to do a certain thing, go in a certain direction. She's like, no, I want to write. Her dad's like, I don't want you to like, publish anything. I want you to stay in this house. I want you to be part of this family. I don't want you getting, have, having any ambitions above your station because... He, he knows himself. He, her dad knows how good she is. And he knows as soon as he, she has one thing published, she's set off on, on a journey and she, she's too good, basically. And I think that comes from, you don't see this in this, in this episode, but I think it comes from his jealousy that maybe he didn't achieve all the things he wanted to. And now he sees his daughter being an, an absolute genius, writing poetry, getting it published. Um, he's worried that she's going to leave because of how good she is. So she hides her writing like under a bed and little nooks and crannies around her house. Um, and she has to deal with all the 19th century things that happen where you get set up on, on dates, on blind dates. and you get married off. Yeah, and you also have um, just the... The men go to work, the women run the house. Yeah, and also like the, she has a friend, who, her best friend, who is basically destitute. So she has to marry her brother, like... It's, 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 so you have all of these things that you get in, in those novels, those 19th, 18th century novels. Yeah. But then you've got the other side of things to update it. So Apple TV Plus was like, okay, we need to update this for the 21st century. We're going to have her seeing the personification of death appear into her every night. Yeah. And who should play that character? Hmm. Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> Wise cracking, good looking, tattooed on his face. Death. He's like, hey, like, um, yeah, I'm glad you're here and blah, blah, blah. But he's in, a whole, he's in a horse drawn carriage. Yeah. And, and the great thing is, um, Emily Dickinson, played, played amazingly, by the way, by Hayley Steinfeld, yep. who I think is amazing, amazing actress. Um, and I think without her, this would be a lot, a lot weaker. She falls in love with this personification of death in, like, portrayed by Wiz Khalifa. And it's really interesting because she's asked, she's like, I don't need a husband. You don't need to send me off. I've, I, I already like someone. And she likes death, death, basically. So it's really, really interesting and bizarre and weird. It is like the Mighty Boosh or it's like 
you know when you have a you know, you know when you have a dream and you wake up and you try and remember your dream and you write down okay and that happened and that happened and that happened I don't know how there's that, too many missing links yeah in it, but I don't you, know how that got to that bit but that happened and it's like yeah that's Emily Dickinson it's like the writers were just like let's just throw everything in let's just put everything in see what they say um, this show and probably more specifically Emily Dickinson in this show yeah can be summed up with two words what's that David Bowie why. Okay, to expand on that. In Labyrinth? No. No, just David Bowie. David okay. Bowie, right, I'm certain of this, I'll stand by this in a court of law. You'll have to. It's from another time line, right? You can say another time lord. I didn't need to say time lord. He should have been Doctor Who. He is a time way. lord. Yeah. He's, he's from another timeline, another universe. Um, he, he, not, he didn't die, he just went back home. He just okay? regenerated. Yeah. yeah. And he was out of his, you know, time. Yeah. He was... Everything that everyone was saying you shouldn't be and do and say and changed everything, mm-hmm. you know, sort of um, uh, not 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 retrospectively, but sort of, you know, ev- everything he did, he left a mark on the world indelibly, indelibly. Yeah, right? that's for you to say. Yeah. And, and everything changed because of him. Mm-hmm. Now, I appreciate that Emily Dickinson genuinely was a real person. She was 18... She was born in 1830-something, I think it was. Don't quote me on it. But I think... So this is set in 1840s, 1850s kind of time as she's yeah. sort of into her teenage years. So, obviously, Emily Dickinson is the original David Bowie, but I reckon the both of them were probably both two different Time Lords, uh, maybe even the same Time Lord, having regenerated. So, so you saying... She was out of her place. She was out of yeah. place, out of sync, out of time. Everything about Emily Dickinson from... And I don't know a lot about her actual life and all the story, you know, from her... Yeah. Obviously, all I know is what they kind of tell in this. And I imagine this is probably a, a, a true true depiction, as true a depiction as we know about, yeah. of Emily Dickinson's life, just yeah. modernised for our world now, yeah. um, in order for us to understand it. And I she think... She definitely didn't see the, the black and white of, like... A woman's whole, face on yeah, the home. Yeah, exactly. The she whole thing like, about women run the home and, and yeah. men go to work, that whole thing. Yeah. She didn't believe in that. And she didn't believe that just because she was a woman, she should have to, you know, sort of tend to the house, that she yeah. couldn't be a writer. Mm-hmm. She couldn't have her name in the paper. Yeah. She thought, well, hello, um, I can and I will. And so, and, 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 there was, and there are many examples of that throughout history, yeah. especially from the female perspective where they come out and they go, uh, how about no? Yeah. I'm going to stand up for what I want. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, all the movement, you know, the sort of in the Ford Dagnan plants, the, you know, the suffragettes and things like that. You, there's, there's tons of examples of this. Yeah. And it's just, I think probably most interesting is why Apple decided to choose Emily Dickinson to, to portray in a modern yeah. world. Of, of all the amazing women who changed the world mm-hmm. to make it what it is today, I just don't know why Emily Dickinson. Maybe no one's ever done it before and someone just said, you know what, we're going to do it about Emily Dickinson. Yeah, let's, let's make I, it happen. I guess it's like a prestige thing, isn't it? If, if you're doing it about... An- Amelia Earhart, you know, flying yeah. flying the Atlantic or... Um, but I just like seen Hayley Steinfeld. Like, do, like she, have you seen Bumblebee, the, the Transformers? No. She's incredible in Bumblebee. Like, I hate Transformers movies, but that is a great one because she carries it. It's believable that she, like, becomes friends with a robot. It just believes it. And I think in here, you believe you believe her. Mm. You, you believe that she's Emily yeah. Dickinson. I even wrote, Emily, was that say? Emily was years... Years ahead of her time. She's uh, the Bowie of the 1840s, 50s, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Because I genuinely felt like I was watching, I was going, she essentially was changing the world yeah. one poem at a time. Yeah. And... 
you know, I, I, don't, I don't care how people feel about this. I know there's lots of people who were fans before he died. So many people jumped on the Bowie bandwagon when he died in 16. Yeah. That I'm like, wow, well, you just... Has just, it been that long? Yeah, oh mate, it's three years. God. Well, it's four years in January. Wow. Before years in January of 2020 that he died. Because 2016 was the year that we seemed to have lost that everyone. That's crazy, um, yeah. But as I'm saying, so, you know, I think there are always going to be people like that through history. There's probably people right now changing... I mean, use an example, Elon Musk... Yeah, in it's, probably in probably two hundred years' time, we'll mm. say about how he he stood stood strong by his own you know weird and wonderful ways. But is, he's either a a time traveler, b an alien, or both. Probably both. Yeah, he's not, he's not human. No, definitely. Not. Have you heard but, him speak? Yes, I've seen him throw an egg at his own car and break it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it just I think there's lots of people throughout history and throughout time that do these sorts of things, whether it be in well, literature, whether it be in engineering and science and innovation, whether it be in music, yeah. uh, whether it be in politics. You just reminded me, and this is, a, sorry, a little bit off tangent, but it's, it's interesting, I swear. Because um, do you remember Elon Musk, um, he had a relationship with Grimes? No. Oh, do you know Grimes, the, the, the singer? The, um, no of. The, the pop singer. The relationship with her. But, and again, sorry, this is a little bit of tangent, but I'll say it really quickly. Two days ago, I had a dream, and this is, is spooky, um, where I was in a hospital yep. and someone said to me, can you identify this body? And I was like, "Like, why? Like, I don't know who this well, is. I'm a patient. I've only just got here. <laughs> went, went down to the thing and they pulled open this, this drawer and there was a body in there, right? And I was like, I have no idea who this is. I'm getting a look inside your mind now, aren't And we? then I went on Twitter and I saw... In the dream. In the dream. And like people were posting, uh, I heard there's a, like a dead body that can't be identified. I was like, that was quick. And Grimes, the pop star Grimes, was posted... Yeah, I think this person died in in my hometown. Very, very strange. Hope whoever it is gets get found, finds out who it is. And then the next day, for some reason, I knew it was the next day. They were like, "Oh yeah, the dead body was Grimes." I was like, "Hang on!" But she tweeted about it. What's going on? It's really, really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's spooky as hell. Um, but that just so, reminded me. Of sorry it. for bringing Elon Musk up. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, th- as weird as that is, I think that this is this, as I am. this is such a juxtaposition of a show because it is the eighteen, you know, forties, eighteen fifties, and you've got all this sort of really kind of electronic modern music, you know, all, yeah. all sorts of you know weird, and then you throw in like Wiz Khalifa in a horse-drawn carriage who plays death. Yes. And shall I tell you who, who I think started this? So, do you remember that film called Marie Antoinette? Yeah, that had um, what's her name in it? An actress. It was directed by Sofia Coppola. I can't remember who's in it, but and yeah, I know, I know the film. It was the first historical movie set in like the 18th, 17th, 18th century, 18th century, 19th, 19th century, 1800s. Yeah, that had that used contemporary songs for for a historical document, basically. Yeah, she used pop music, and that's the first time I saw that. And I think this is a direct comparison for that. Because yeah, this is the only other thing, and it's very similar. To, to also let you into a little bit of a, a conversation that was happening before we started recording the podcast this week, yeah. uh, Jed and I were talking about how the soundtracks to films could be completely, could completely change the theme and the feel of a film. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how you could have like Safe and Private Ryan with Van Halen's jump in it. Oh, you know, how like, good would that be? Toby, no! You know, it... But it is weird. It's that I think it's it's incredibly um, delicate. To, you know, you've got to get that balance absolutely right. Yeah, it's beautifully shot. 
in only the way that someone like Apple could know how to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, shot is it 4K? It's probably shot in 4K, isn't it? Let's be honest about I, it. It looks it looks great. Probably, Apple, yeah. Apple can't promote Apple TV 4K if they're not going to be shooting the original content in 4K. So yeah. let's assume it is. Uh, and things like that, you know, it, it is wonderfully shot. It's beautiful. Um, everything about the set design the looks thing. incredible. Now, I'm not a historian, so someone no, probably no. pull me up for that and it say, does, it looks rubbish. It, they it, didn't have that wood available back in those days. No, no, I looked into it. Like, they, they got the costumes and the set, like, spot on for, like, the 1840s, 1850s. But the only thing that was different is, was the music and how they spoke, they spoke to each other in a contemporary style, they didn't. They're yeah. not speaking to each other in the way you would in the eighteen forties. Well, I don't know. I, I think some some of them were. Like, certainly, with um, uh, far, the father of Emily Edwards Dickinson, played by Toby Huss, or even her mum, which was Jane Krakowski, who plays Mrs. Oh, she Dickinson. Was great, yeah. That they they kind of do still speak to her like old America, you know, that old eighteen hundreds sort of American sort of that that old sort of style. But she just very much slouches around in the chair and all, all the well, young maybe Emily, Emily, all yeah. the young characters seem to talk to each other like they're just from the, you know, the early noughties. Because there are literally bits where they're like, hey, what, what's up? What's, what's, what's happening? Yeah, what's up? Yeah. Like, what's up is not a word anyone ever used no, for years exactly. until the four non-blondes came along. Um, <laughs> or that Budweiser advert. Yeah. Meets, uh, meets, she meets with death every night because she feels trapped in her day routine. I, I, see, um, I, like, I like that. I, I my do. My favourite bits are when... Like, I, I do. I think there's this sort of a very relatable um, angle that we all... Sometimes get tied up in our day to day lives and things. And Does just this think, Cliff appear to you every night? Oh, mate, me and Wiz are out all the time. God, I thought it was only Sam, me. Sambuca, right, okay. man, he's a, he can drink that like a fish. Can he? Yeah. Man, seriously. Um, you know, I think we've all got that sort of element. We would love to have that sort of escape, mm-hmm. that sort of somewhere we can go to, like, kind of let blow off some steam or yeah. even just vent to someone who doesn't have any agenda yeah. or any. Besides being the one who will. F- Take away your soul to yeah. Oh yeah, I mean damnation. Or... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but go back to a point you made as well. Um, Dad does love her deep down. He, yeah. he he loves her. He he's genuinely proud of her. I couldn't quite work being... him out the first episode. No, it was like he was against her. Then he was like, oh, well, I, I think I'm publicly sorry. he's against her because right. he knows that that's the way of society. Yeah. But I think he sort of deep down thinks. God, you're incredible, and and you like every parent. He makes a promise, like every parent. Well, he's half asleep, but he makes like every parent. I think you know you want your child to be someone that changes the world, and you know to do something special with their life. Of course, you probably do, but I think he sees it and thinks, no, she genuinely is going to do something incredible, Mm -hmm. and there's not a lot I can do about it. But I just want her to not be you know, publicly shamed. And this is like back in the times when probably people put in stock still and yeah. things like that, you know, the way you can be publicly embarrassed and shamed and, and sort of... I do think jailed. you get that with parents sometimes. You, you either have one set of parents... Protective, who, but also you want to encourage, but with, yeah. with, on a leash. Well, you've got people who, who didn't achieve the dreams they wanted to, like pushy stage mums or something. They want their kids to kind of experience what they didn't. And yeah, then you've got soccer, the other Soccer side. dads as well. Exactly. Oh, soccer dads are a big thing. But also you've got the ones where... They're jealous of their own kids. Like they'll see their kid playing football on, on a Sunday and just be like, they're better yeah, than me. That, that could have been me. <laughs> that could have been me. You know, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. Dad, why aren't you letting me go football anymore? No, no, no. Just learn the trumpet or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, do you know what? To a small extent, I wish that had been my dad. You know, I got sick of football after so long. I was like, I could have been playing piano and like you could be a brilliant musician by now. now That's I'm, the thing you don't appreciate. I'm a tub thumping loser. <laughs> you don't appreciate when your parents go, 
oh, you should get piano lessons. Said, why do I want to do piano lessons? I want to flip and watch 18. Because Tim Minchin is, yeah. a, is why I should have learned piano. Yeah, but now you're just thinking, <laughs> like, why do, like well, at Christmas I'm going to go to my mum, why didn't you make me learn the piano? Like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to make my children do all the weird, th- all the weird stuff. Like you're playing, oh, yeah. you're playing lacrosse, you're going to learn the piccolo, and, <laughs> and you're going to be an expert at hopscotch. Oh, um, my, I, I know my kid's going to be like weird, absolute weird. I'm sorry. Like, Dad, why do we have to watch this on VHS? It's like the like 20... I don't know what you would do when I kids, but it's, like, it's better on VHS. That is on Netflix. <laughs> it's like, don't care. I'm sitting with four VHS right um, next to me right now. The, uh, I love the quote about, um, and it's a very clever little sort of, uh, I guess, nod to the, the amount that Emily's work has changed the world in literature, at least. There's a nice little sort of, um, I, think, I think it's Wiz Khalifa as well. It says, it goes, you're the only Dickinson people will talk about in 200 years. It's a lovely line. He, she's in the carriage with him and they're, they're obviously at night talking and, yeah. and whatever. So he obviously and, knows and all the time and yeah, the oh future. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah, he obviously sees into the future, into the past and he says to her that you'll be the only Dickinson. Because her dad's a well-known, you know, well known, uh, very you know, powerful uh, man in his community, owns a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but and he's like, you're going to give the Dickinson name a bad name. Yeah, you'll yeah. tarnish the name and things like that. But then, like, you know, Death says, well, you'll be the only Dickinson they talk about in 200 years' time, yeah. so don't worry about it. Just keep doing, I, it. Keep, keep doing your thing. Like, like Def is the only one that sees her for what she's capable yeah. of doing. The thing is, like, without any. If she was so clever, she'd be. She'd after he said that you're you're the only thing some people will know. She, she should have been like, yeah. Um, what are the lottery numbers again? What are the um? <laughs> what that thing that hasn't been invented yeah, yet? Yeah. I'm just thinking up now. Yeah. I don't know. Numbers. It's only half an hour as well, so uh, these are quite easy We're episodes really to watch. Quick, yeah. um, there are ten of them, but you'll probably tell me there's now like eight or something. Oh no, 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 yeah. Uh, there are ten episodes, all available to stream from the first of November, 2019, mm-hmm. um, on Apple TV Plus. Um, I think if people get new iPhones uh, now, you get a free year subscription, like I did, yeah, uh, which is excellent. If you buy any new Apple product, you get a free free year, year subscription, subscription, which is pretty cool. It's and pretty I, good, what yeah. is it a, year, a month? Do we know? It's four ninety four dollars ninety nine a month, and I think it's four four ninety nine pounds, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah but soon. you can actually, um, and I went because. On my, if you've updated your iOS recently on MacBook, they, you automatically get the Apple TV icon on your screen. Yes, you do. And I opened it, and a lot of the things are actually the first episode are free. So I think Dickinson, the first episode, is actually free. Um, and the first two episodes of The Morning Show, another show on, on Apple Plus, is actually free. So you can we'll get a lot of these things free. Try and do those as well in the future, because yeah. there's um, got some big names in that as well. Yeah. Um, all right, so there you go, Dickinson. First episode called Because I Could Not Stop. Nice. Uh, which, which is, is a, a line, line from yeah. a Dickinson poem. Yeah. Um, I love this a lot. There was a, yeah, a, a secondary love interest going on in the story, yeah. which I won't say any more about. I'll let you find it in your own time. But mm-hmm. that's that's another little sort of another little sort of storyline that we can follow as the episodes unfold. Yeah, like this. Me too. Um, was not what I expected. No, but enjoyed it as a yeah. drop. You know, when we talked about Downton Abbey many moons ago, yeah. um, I I um, I wasn't sure. I, I was like, it's period drama stuff is just yeah. not for me. It's just not my bag. But I love that. Turns out I love period dramas. Yeah, who, turns, who out, I, turns out what I've actually been missing my entire life is not a decent action movie. It's period drama. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I will definitely go on to watch this. But let's do it. Let's yeah. compare the, the two episodes side by side with, of course, let's the commandments of television. Yeah. Uh, the first question is an easy one is, do you want to watch episode two? See? No. Fine. I did. Yeah. I have. And I'm glad Enjoyed I have. It? Yeah, yeah okay. I, I, it's helped tie some of the stuff together from episode one, okay. which you shouldn't do, mm-hmm. but naturally at times it's going to happen. Right. Uh, Dickinson, yes. Yeah, and especially as 30 minutes as well, 28 minutes or something. You can watch two episodes of Dickinson in the time it takes you to watch C. Yeah. 
very much enjoyed it. Does it have a memorable theme tune? Um, see, no, not well, memorable. It's but memorable. Good. I think if you heard it, you'd. you'd oh, I'm not no, sure. No, I mean, I think it's. It's, it's like nothing perfect. else. It's perfect for what it is. Yeah. It's ideal for it, actually. So that should get some merit. But it wasn't catchy. I'm not going to sing that in the bath. It suits, but it's not memorable. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dickinson, though. Interesting. It's not, again, I it doesn't say it's memorable. Suit. It doesn't suit. It's not particularly memorable. Yeah. But somehow it works. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and neither of them mentioned the TV th- t- title. Minus either. points. Minus points. I mean, you've both been det- detention after school. Does it introduce you to a new character slash journey? See, definitely. Yeah, two new two new children uh, yeah. have just appeared in the show. Plus, they've escaped their current home and left yeah. it for you know ruin and gone to set up elsewhere. So yes, um, Dickinson, you're you're joining well, like in in media res, it's called like midstream. Well, yes, but she's also getting her first thing published. That's so true. That's, it's like it's the turning point from being a secret. Writer. silent writer into someone who's going to actually get acknowledgement for it yeah, although it hasn't actually happened it's the it's the turning yeah. point as I guess so mm, sort of yeah. would you pause for a pee you wouldn't have to you wouldn't have to not with Dickinson. Dickinson it's not it's a half an hour so I think you can definitely with there to be honest with C no no I wouldn't it just drags on I'll be like alright this is going to take me 10 minutes to get over that bridge I'll 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 make a cup of coffee. Yeah. I'll like, yeah. I can go for a week and a uh, number yeah. two. Um, do you feel emotionally connected, love or hate, with yeah. one or more of the characters? I, I did like Dickinson, the central character. Mm. Um, and also the guy that was chasing her as well. I was like, oh, mate. <laughs> like, chill you, out. Dude, dude, seriously. Like, <laughs> she doesn't like you. Yeah. and like Even uh, I can see that. And, like, I loved her parents as well. Like, um, Jane Krakowski is br- always brilliant. So, like, I did really like her. Her dad was I hated him at first, and then he warmed to him. Mm. So I think there was more connection with the characters there. Okay, the more, see, I mean, the, Jason Momoa is brilliant. Always, yeah, more but. characters I had a connection with in Dickinson, but yeah. I hated the Queen in C. Yeah. Um, was sort of quite gently sort of introduced to Momoa. He's quite a character, you know. He's physically, yeah. he's a big guy anyway, mm-hmm. but he plays such a big role in this as being the village leader. Um, so it sort of quite surprisingly felt supportive of him yeah we should have watched it with the visuals off just watched it what the screen off yeah and just heard the heard the sound now that would be worth doing challenge yeah i might try and do that anyway yeah um number six would you recommend it yes so yes with c i would only because i've watched on but i know i can't actually use that as an excuse for episode one so i think it's i would say it's a hard sell because it's an hour. If it was like forty minutes, then I I can't recommend see and before a whole bunch of other stuff. So I would okay. say no. But Dickinson, I would. But again, it's a little bit of a an acquired taste as well. Yeah. Um. So I'd say that would be higher on the list than see. So Dickinson more so than yeah. Okay, fair point. I, I would agree with both of those there. Uh, is there a mic drop? I don't know if it happens. Uh, oh, in my mind, there are no mic no. Drops there's nothing in, in C, one. not that Dickinson, I can think of. No, I don't think there are any mic drops either. Besides her dad softening a little bit towards the end. Uh, yeah, I mean the whole thing's quite surprising because like she's seen the personification of death as Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they're not mic drops as yeah, such, are they? More like a mic check. Yeah, <laughs> is this on? <laughs> um, does it defy expectations? C no, not for me. And I think it yeah. does. No, yeah. I, yeah, because I don't think there's anything else bored? like it. Were you not bored for some of it? 
Like, no, I was I was a bit bored. And I lo- the thing is, I love Jason Momoa. I think he is a Hollywood superstar. So him being in this elevates it for me. But okay. I just like there's not enough for him to do. It's just like Jason, like do something. I just think it's cleverer than it's given credit for. Maybe as you go on, but I'm no, I, no. I'm I, th- I just I think that, okay, you're fine. All right, yeah. yeah. I want to see what happens to the world. I want to see the rest of the world, basically. Yeah, you have to watch. So maybe that's what, maybe that's a good reason to watch on. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Dickinson though is a defy expectations massively. It's a period yeah. drama about the 1840s and about a girl who was a writer, yeah, um, who really didn't really come to any sort of fruition until many many moons later, yeah, um, and is surprisingly very very good. Yeah, and the, the fact it's quick, and I feel like, see, I watched The Irishman uh, on Netflix. Uh, okay, no spoilers. Ago, three and a half hours long. No spoilers, mate. Mate, make a two-hour movie, Scorsese. <laughs> really? You'll never get anywhere, Scorsese, unless you make a two-hour <laughs> movie. Um, it was so, 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 so long. Watch that in four, four parts. Do you not watch it all in one go? Watch it on times too fast forward. Oh my god! I mean, it's a, it's a great movie. Really, really amazingly good. But like, it's too long. <laughs> Too long. I wonder what will be longer, that or the Super Bowl. Um, it has aged well. Well, they're both brand new shows. Um, but what will age well? I want Dickinson will. Yeah. Because it's a story about something from many moons ago and it's, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But C, I don't know. Do you know what? I have a prediction about C. Go on. I think there'll be a, a rabid fan base for it, but I think people will hold this up as something that's a colossal waste of money. Yeah. Just because it's so expensive, and I don't think it's getting the traction it expected to get. Because mm. look, it's the most expensive TV show. Well, I'm going to watch on. I'm going to watch on. Do when I finish it, when I finish it, I will come back to tell you how I think the first season concludes. Just because, I, I, but no I, one's. Have you seen anyone online no, on Twitter? No. And I had a, on last no. week. I had a phone call with. No, it's with, impossible to Google as well. By yeah. the way. I had a phone call with with a bunch of people from from LA who are in in that business, right? And they said they asked me the simple question: Is anyone over there talking about C? It's like <laughs> absolutely nope. nobody. Nobody is all. Yeah. All right, fine. Is the hype real? C, no. no. Dickinson, no, because there's not really a hype for no. it, but it should be. Yeah. So Apple starts shouting about Dickinson. We should speak about Apple Plus. So Apple Plus, yeah, they release basically the same day as Disney Plus, right? Exactly the same day. Disney Plus launched with about a thousand new titles, f- new films, yeah. TV shows. They've also launched stuff from like 80 years old to yeah. current day. Yeah. They, they definitely mopped the floor. Apple should not have even tried to compete with Apple it. Apple came out with six TV shows. Six. Yeah. What are you doing, Apple, you mentalists? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, mean, it's hard to. I compete mean, Disney, Disney. Disney, Disney sort of started with, you know, the original animations of Snow White. And you know, you know Dumbo and all that sort of stuff, and they launched with Mandalorian and oh. all the Marvel films yeah. and all the Star Wars. I mean, did Apple? That's the what? That's the one thing you've done recently that's massive mess up. The, the Mandalorian is is already the most successful streaming TV show of all time. By the way, looking forward to watching it. Yeah, do it when we get availability. I've watched it. Disney, <laughs> sort your life out. Uh, so score Mickey time Mouse operation. Um, <laughs> let's. You've been waiting to say that. Oh yeah. Let's start with C. C. I liked, but I kind of agree with a lot of what you said this today. So I'm saying it's a five and a half. That's a yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a five uh, from me, and it was going to be a four, but Jason Momoa gives it an extra point just because I think he's 
He's yep. carrying it on his shoulder, on his very strong shoulders. <laughs> on his very shoulders. strong shoulders. He is carrying that. 11.5. I'll stick it in the league table later. Okay. It's not worth doing now. Dickinson? It's first episode I very much enjoyed. Um, I'm not going to go over the top and say it's the best TV show I've ever seen, but there's a lot there to interest me, and I do want to see episode two. 7.5 for me. Okay. I think I might agree with you on that one. Nice. 7.5 as well. Uh, 15. Doesn't get into the nope, top. Not quite. Needs 17 and a half to guarantee really? a space. That's, wow. that's the sort of standard you're looking at now. Okay. Uh, but 15 is a good score. Um, 15 out of 20 is a very stable score to be getting. Yeah. So they're going to the league table in a bit. Um, and you'll see exactly where they fall when we get around to take 130. But yeah. for take one, two, three. The first one we'll do one, outside two, three, four, of the current post pop studios into the new yeah. venue or maybe a temporary holding. See, this is where we should have done Sesame Street because it's the numbers one, two, three. Could have done it on the street. Well, no, one, two, three. Yeah, and we could have recorded it on the street. True, true. One, two, three, four, five. What do you think? Oh. What do you reckon? Oh, well, it's a show that I've been watching recently. Okay. I'm a little bit behind the curve, but because season two. Unlike you. This TV show has already won some Emmys, so right. we are well behind the curve, but it's. I've watched the whole first season, Honey Moni. It is the Bill Hader fronted and also directed TV show, Barry. <coughs> where he plays one of the Chuckle Brothers. No, I'm just joking. No, he plays a hitman. <laughs> if it had actually been about the Chuckle one half of the Chuckle Brothers, yeah. I would have given it 11 today before watching <laughs> we it. We need to do Chuckle Vision, by the way. Fine, on the list. <laughs> Chuckle Vision's going on the list. Um, but no, he is a, just to give you some background, he is a hitman in LA. He's um, about to kill a guy and notice him go into an acting class. So he has to wait till this acting class finished to kill him. And then he realises, hang on, I could be I could be an actor. And then he joins his acting class. So it's about a hitman trying to get away from the um, thug life and become a, an actor in Hollywood. It is funny. It is sad. It's, it's incredible. Wow. Really good. Oh, man. The immediate thing I think of when you say things like that is like Arnold Schwarzenegger going in to be a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> it's or, not a tumor. Or, 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 or The Rock being the pacifier. No, it was Vin Diesel, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it Vin I Diesel? think The Rock did the Tooth Fairy, which was Tooth similar, Fairy, yeah. yeah. So oh, unfortunately, we can't do those because they're films. Yeah. Damn. So, oh. I don't even know what to do against that. That's, uh, we don't necessarily need to do something that's about Hitman. Okay, so it's funny. It's funny. Very funny. Violent? Very funny and very violent. <laughs> Oh, no, I can't do that against it, surely. What, what <laughs> you're you're going to hate me for doing this. I, oh, I, yeah. The first thing that sprung to mind when you said... <laughs> Total Wipeout. What? <laughs> Hang because, on. Yeah, the game show where people go over the, like, you know, the obstacles and they... <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So, hang on. Because it's by... We're doing an Emmy-winning yep. prestige yep. show, Barry. Yep. yep. Against a Saturday early uh, early evening afternoon game show. tea TV show. <laughs> yes, I am. Perfect. Sod it. Yeah, total Perfect. wipeout. We've got to do it eventually. So okay, Barry, Bar- <laughs> Barry versus total wipeout next week on the pilot podcast. Oh my god! Uh, from uh, from a new temporary home, yeah. um, uh, or, or possibly the new studio if it's set yeah. up. Well, I guess that just leads me to say, see you later, post pop. See you. Oh. <laughs> bye, post pop. Love you. A bit creepy. Oh, here he goes.